Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here to Saturday. It is the weekend edition, podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. Got the world's strongest man. Mark Henry joining me across the way. And Mark, it is a great Saturday here on Busted Open. Yeah, we got SmackDown to talk about. We got the world of professional wrestling to talk about. But we also got a big pay-per-view in all elite land. Full gear going down in just a few hours. And the excitement level is high. And Mark, one of the reasons, one of the reasons that excitement level is so high is one Eddie Kingston. And we take a deep dive into this episode on the rise of Eddie Kingston and the unpredictability uh, of this man finding himself in the main event here on this Saturday. It is a it is a really cool story. Man, not only is it a cool story, but it's it ties all of us together again. Yeah. You know, we're in this pandemic hell, and if you tune into the podcast, you're going to understand exactly what we're all going through. Absolutely, absolutely. And it wouldn't be a Saturday show if we didn't take a deep dive into another great episode of Friday Night SmackDown, a championship match between Sasha Banks and Bailey kicking off the show and more great stuff from Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jay Uso. We break all that down. And also, Mark, it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give the fans their weekly winner, where we give them our best show in the week that was in professional wrestling. And there were some stiff competition and in large part because of the great wrestling we're seeing on a weekly basis here as fans uh we're, we're pretty lucky it's pretty special man not only are we lucky we are blessed my brother hashtag i can't wait blessed. i hashtag blessed i can't wait to the night man i'm so excited and then uh, and then tomorrow like it's just like it's christmas it's wrestling christmas it's never-ending excitement, and the and the possibilities are endless. So much to get to. Uh, anticipation is high. Feuds are brewing. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to sit back, click play, and get it going. This is Busted Open on a Saturday. Enjoy, fans. It is a Saturday, and we are coming off again. You know, I, I continue to say we're really lucky uh, the SmackDown the last, I don't know, a few months ever since Roman's return, Roman Reigns' return has been quality television. It was more quality TV last night. I don't know if it's going to end up being the weekly winner when hour three uh, ends up rolling around, but it was a it was a good show. Um, obviously, when you have a match like Sasha and Bailey that goes almost a half an hour and it's, it's, it's hard hitting and it continues that story that we've obviously followed with these two now for multiple years, you're going to have a good show. But we had great promo work. We had great backstage segments. It was just a really good, solid show. Uh, what'd you think before we start diving into the nuts and bolts and getting to the show itself? What'd you think just on the whole, Mark Henry? On the whole of the week, I think it was a very entertaining week. Uh, there's a lot of things that was brought to us as fans that we have to look at and go, all right, Saturday night, 
Sunday night is going down. And and the, the anticipation of this weekend uh has is what this week was really built for. Is to yeah. get you excited for the big events. And uh I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I am really, really ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for a few reasons. I mean, obviously we got SmackDown to talk about but i already prefaced it um i'm really really excited for aew full gear i'm excited to talk more about eddie kingston i know you guys talked about him uh, a good amount yesterday but this is uh as i think about eddie going into this match with moxley tonight i i I mean, you guys, I think you guys covered it pretty well, but you know, a guy like Kingston, who's been in this, in this business for 20 years, getting this opportunity in, in relatively short order, right. To go from relative unknown. I mean, Indy darling, I I remember when he did stuff with Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen back in ring of honor. That was my first introduction to him. Always been an extremely talented individual, but to just kind of hop on the scene, I think for a lot of maybe, um, less informed fans or people that haven't been able to to obviously view Eddie over these last 20 years at, at the stops that he's been at to find him in the main event of full gear. Uh, what a career arc. What a story. Can't wait to get to that. But yeah, Mark, uh, from SmackDown, just a really good show uh, in general. And when when you lead the show off with Sasha Banks and Bailey that kind of sets the marker and sets the bar for the rest of the show. Like Mark, I would not want to be on the rest of SmackDown after that match that kicked off last night. <laughs> man, that was the first thing I said to you today. Right? <laughs> I'm like, man, don't put that, don't put me after that. Put me before Sasha and Bailey because people ain't gonna pay attention to my match. That match was live, man, on many fronts. Uh, you could put the best guys, and did anything in the rest of the show measure up to it in a match? No, 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 not even close. Did no. you see the psychology that whenever they did something, they let it breathe and let you absorb mentally what was going on. And that's the thing about wrestling that I feel like in every other show uh, for the, this whole week, they need to pay attention to is how uh, they, they did the big spot in the corner. That ended up in Bailey dropping the um, uh, elbow on Sasha. Yeah, and then how they sat and sailed and moved and spread apart, so they there was enough space in between them that you can go, oh man, what's going to happen? They weren't yeah. so close together where you can go, oh, you can reach over and grab her, like they spacing and everything. Man, they they just. They're really, really elite workers. Yeah. And, like, we can't even really appreciate them. We appreciate them, but we won't appreciate them for another eight years. When they get closer to the end of their careers and they decide to hang it up or there's speculation that one of them is not going to wrestle no more, bro, everybody's going to be like, no. Yeah. No, she can't quit. And Sasha, we I talked about this last week. There's not many people, male or female, in pro wrestling, I said this last week, mm-hmm. that throws their body around with such <laughs> reckless abandon as Sasha. That's why that's why you said eight Jeez. years. You were you were like when they hang it up in eight years or whatever, and you're you're throwing numbers out there. I'm like, man, if, if Sasha keeps wrestling like she, she is not gonna last, last i was just saying it ain't gonna be not gonna see eight Damn. years and i I'm, I'm laughing through that obviously it's a serious issue but uh, I, 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 know no, she, I mean i think she will because she yeah. just you know 
she's a smart wrestler, I think she realizes that, you know what? When I get to that point, I'll slow it down. But right now, I got it. I'm a flaunt it. And hey. I made the statement last week that she's the best dressed wrestler in the industry without question. And she's one of the best wrestlers, male or female, yeah. in the business. She can grab the microphone with the best wrestlers in the business. And psychology wise, pretty damn elite. Well, so you're talking, yeah. Is oh, sorry, there a more balanced female wrestler than Sasha? We have people that are equal to her wrestling-wise. You know, Oscar and Bailey, and uh, the list goes on of Charlotte and Rhonda's and, um, I mean. Well, Mark, Mark, how, Mark, how about this is, so Mark, how about this is happening without Ronda Rousey, without, uh, without um, Becky Lynch and without Charlotte Flair? Like, that's what's crazy to me is the women's division keeps on plugging away at the highest level, like putting on either match or uh, show opening or show closing sort of main events, the, event, the, the events that we're still talking about. We were talking about uh, whatever, Raquel and uh, whatever that was two weeks ago, Raquel and uh, Rhea Ripley. I mean, it just, yeah. they continue to put themselves on a pedestal and put themselves over and continue to force people to watch because you can't deny the work. You can't deny the risks. You can't deny the sell that, that Sasha Banks puts on and the, and the story that those two told last night, it was really, really good stuff. And Mark, we're going to be getting to that uh, plenty as the show goes on, but that wasn't, you talked about psychology, right? You talk about psychology, the psychology between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. And now we're getting even more, we're getting even more wrinkles from Paul Heyman and we're seeing what his role might be mediator, right? Uh, family member closer to potentially Roman Reigns than even his own cousin, Jay Uso. Mark, we saw it last night to kind of kick off the show in a backstage backstage segment. Jay Uso uh, giving, a, giving an, a promo backstage. Paul Heyman interrupting and saying essentially, hey, did you get permission from Roman? Did you get permission from the high chief to speak to WWE? Jay's like, what, what, I have to get permission for, you know, interviews now? Paul's like, yeah, you absolutely do. They go back, have a conversation with Roman Reigns, and it looks like it looks like Mark, at least on the surface, that that Paul Heyman is going to be acting as a mediator. And again, I, I go back to it looks like he's closer with Roman Reigns than even his own family right now. The layers of psychology, Mark, the layers of the way this story is being told, it's just opening up. And, and, and we've been here, we've been. We've been here for it since the beginning. We've been enveloped in this storyline, but it just keeps getting better and better with each passing week. You know, I'm going to have to disagree with you as far as him being closer because he turned to Paul at one point and said, you didn't know that he was going to do that? And he said, no. He said, your job is to know everything. (laughs) <laughs> and to let me know. He talked to him like a minion. Mm-hmm. So he's not close. But but he is, family. but he's close, but he's closer than Jay because he's not even having those conversations with Jay. He's not even having strategic conversations he's a with Jay. Assistant. Yeah. He's a manager. He's a mouthpiece. He's the Aaron boy. 
he's the the guy to go the runner to go pick up his laundry and his food and there's going to be a time where he's going to be like hey um did you pick up my dry cleaning no i I didn't know i was supposed to do it y'all i'm i'm sure that there's people out there that are looking (laughs) for a job like yours i would suggest you get on your job like he, Roman is the Don Corleone man. He's in complete like this control. This is the closest. Yeah, he is in complete. There is nobody above him. Nobody's mentioning Hunter. Nobody's mentioning Vince. Nobody's mentioning Stephanie in front hmm. of him. Who's above him? The, the Undertaker's gone. There's video footage of the Undertaker saying, "It's your yard now." And he's a different cat than he was last year. I want to see this Roman Reigns against Brock. I want to see this Roman Reigns against Randy Orton, the elites of the elite in the business. I want to see him against Drew. I want to see him against all the guys that are on SmackDown, that, that we hold at a high regard, like a Daniel Bryan. Holy cow. Like That's, Roman Reigns has solidified himself as the guy in pro wrestling, not just the WWE. It's interesting you bring that up, Mark, because I feel like we're so in love with this feud with Jay, and we are. Everyone loves it. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard one person, even not even the biggest WWE detractors, and I've got plenty in my circle. Right? They 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 hate the WWE. I mean, they they hate watch it. Right? They they. <laughs> They still watch because the WWE is what it is. But you know what I'm talking about, Mark, the constant complainers, right? Finding negativity in every single angle, every single storyline, every single commercial break. Seemingly, even they are stepping up and just saying this is the best stuff they have done in years. It is hitting on all cylinders. It's five star shit, right? Haven't even begun to think about or broach the idea of what comes next. Because when you when you say that, I'm so my God. Yeah. Roman against, oh my God, Roman against Randy. Oh my God. I start doing the fantasy matchmaking in my head. This is so good. It feels like we're dealing, we are, we are, there's no question. We're dealing with an entirely new Roman Reigns, which opens up entirely new new storylines. It's awesome. It's a completely new talent. It might as well not even be the shield Roman Reigns. I mean, yes, there's historical context to pull from. Right. But in terms of the work that's being done, the story that's being told, the attitude taken by Roman, the wrinkles that he's showing in his character in terms of acting and, and delivery. And, I mean, I, yeah, we get to see Dan, you brought up Daniel Bryan. We get to see all these feuds over again in a whole new light. And in a and, 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 and I mean, who knows what's going to come of it? It's very exciting. Not only is it exciting, but you look at the seriousness in which Roman Reigns is performing. Serious. You look at the seriousness in which he is training his body. Roman Reigns historically has been kind of like a linebacker type body build. You know, he had probably about 10, 15% body fat on him. Roman Reigns is is walking around here with 5% body fat or less. He looks like Adonis. He's working like Adonis. I mean, we just lost Sean Connery last week. He's acting like an elite actor. 
Yeah. Like, you don't see through anything. All you can do is go, man, this dude is, he's on fire right now. Like, he's on, I mean, nuclear. He's burning (laughs) everything around him up. And everybody that comes into his gravitational pool is going to be better because when you work with the best, people perceive you as the best. And how how much how more revered is Jay going to be after this? He's putting the, he's sharpening the blade for Jay. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. Mark. Obviously, full gear going down tonight. AEW's full gear going down tonight. You can catch that on pay-per-view BR Live starting at 5 o'clock, also on Fight TV internationally. Very exciting uh, stuff here. Obviously, we got a pay-per-view to get to, a lot of good matches to get to. But one of the reasons, Mark, uh, this pay-per-view heading in tonight at full gear is so exciting is the rise of Eddie Kingston. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time in pro wrestling history, Mark, where you've had a talent like Eddie Kingston, 20-year veteran, right? Um, yeah. I, I, dare I say indie darling, not a spot guy, but he's a guy. I, I brought up this st- earlier in hour one. I brought up the first time I heard about Eddie Kingston. I want to say it was around 2011. I was watching Ring of Honor, and Eddie came into Ring of Honor and had one of the last feuds with Kevin Owens, who was Kevin Steen at the time. And what I saw nine, 10 years ago with Eddie and ring of honor is the same thing I'm seeing now. The guy is a force of nature. Like when I don't know why it took him so long to get to this point, because when he grabs a mic, he's one of the best in the business. And that was nine years ago, 10 years ago. That's the thing about Eddie is like, I feel like I'm sure he's gotten nuanced and he's gotten better. And the layers have been added as the years have gone by, but he is someone, someone compared him to, and I don't know who it was. It was yesterday. I think it was a caller compared him to bully ray and i liked that comparison yeah there's the new york the 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 accent the 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 there's the 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 common things i think you would pull from but it, for me it's the fearlessness it's the when you grab a microphone when when that man grabs a microphone it doesn't really matter what he's talking about he could be cutting a promo on a cheesecake factory menu right there's too many fucking pages like you know what i mean like you do literally anything that you want to be passionate about and you're going to believe it and you're going to be locked in. That's Eddie Kingston. So I, I go back to you, Mark, you know, you've been around pro wrestling longer than I have. You've obviously had a front row seat for 25 years in the WWE. I'm trying to think of a guy who's been around longer, who just showed up on the scene on a major level, like that Kingston has done to AEW and finds themselves not just in a main event title match, right? but being the talk of the pro wrestling world to some extent, like it's really fascinating to see. And it's a testament to the talent that is Eddie Kingston. The question, I guess I'll just throw to you. I already set that up, but what took so long? Well, I mean, you're, you're right about the cheesecake factory menu has way too many pages. (laughs) 
Um, I love how you held on to that for like a minute. You let me yell and rant. Like I dropped that and then you were like, I'm hold on. I want to put a little bookmark on that. I'm going to swing back to that when I address Ryan. <laughs> Go ahead. That was but I have, I have to say that I don't know if I've seen anyone do that. Go from obscurity to uh, Cinderella in one night. Yeah. In one week, in one month. I I've just never have seen never it. seen that. Yeah. Um but he said it in a promo earlier in the year that I didn't always play the game. I didn't always like conform to the system. In fact, I did the opposite. So apparently he ruffled a lot of feathers. And not only did um Companies not want to take take a chance on him, but I think some locker rooms didn't want to take a chance on him. And I know a couple of people that are friends of his personally that I've I never met him before, okay. but I've heard them talk about him, and they talk about him in a high regard. They're like, "Man, look, the the dude is misunderstood," you know. He don't help himself sometimes by saying some of the shit that he says or mm-hmm. doing some of the things that he do that he does. Um but maturity has a way of fixing where you're not polished, where you're rough around the edges. And maturity will take a sandpaper and make wood smooth. And it'd take a belt sander and make steel polished. And I think that his maturity has knocked off, has sanded away all the rough edges and knocked all the rust off. And he's out there free. Maybe he was drinking too much and now he's not drinking no more. Maybe he's, you know, had an unstable emotional situation and he was always volatile. Maybe that got fixed. I don't know. Yeah. I know guys that have got kids on the way, and they go, oh, shit. I'm going to be responsible for another life, another human being. I need to get my shit together. That was me. When in 2004, and I found out my wife was pregnant, Man, I, I I changed. Just my mentality on on everything that I ever thought was anything changed. Whatever it is, I'm glad it happened because the Eddie Kingston that we have now, he's not the finished product by any way. Which is crazy after to think twenty about. years. Yeah. How good can he be in two yeah. years? Yeah. When we get back to normality, he gets in the gym and starts training his body. And he looks, he makes the difference that Roman Reigns made from being in T-shirts and chest protectors and flat gear and looking like a linebacker to looking like Adonis. What's going to happen then? Eddie Kingston might be... Cody, he might be Omega. 
He might be well, Jericho on that show. He certainly, he certainly got the backing of the fans, and that's a credit to AEW for putting him in that spot. But, Mark, uh, you, you talked about the emotion behind Eddie Kingston and the relatability, right? You're talking about uh, you know, the, the, the words that he says and the way that he frames things and how he is relatable in that sense to everybody. For the listeners out there, that's Mark Henry, right? That's WWE Hall of Famer. That's the world's strongest man talking about the universal appeal that the promos that Eddie Kingston has been cutting, appealing to him, pulling from his life experiences in 2004. Mark, and this is this speaks volumes to this and why I think Eddie is hitting on so many cylinders because it is so relatable. Like people listen to the show, they they wouldn't know that about your fears and your, you know, you in 2004, just this week, my wife lost her job here in Vegas, right? Pandemic sucks, right? It's been a, it's been hit after hit after hit. But with that, we lost our insurance, right? So now I'm sitting here with no insurance. That's obviously not a good situation. But as Eddie is talking on Wednesday or backing, you know, go back a couple of weeks or whatever the case may be, right? When the man is talking, I'm relating to that. Because it doesn't matter if it's relating from 2004 Mark Henry or if it's relating to, you know, this week in history, Ryan McKinnell, right? It doesn't matter. There's emotion behind it. There's history behind it. There's pain behind it. And if you've lived long enough on planet Earth, you are going to have experienced a lot of those things. You know what I mean? And he is able to deliver that. He's able to captivate. He's able to talk about these things and have you not turning the channel. It's believable because he's lived it. And there's a level of humility that comes with honesty. Yep. And he was able to humanize himself and endear himself to people and make people look at him more than a wrestler. He's yep. a man. He's a guy that almost pandemic has stripped him of everything. He's down. He was down to his last money. And he's like, man, I'm gonna have to sell my house. Shit, this dude, Mark. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off. My mom. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. Eddie Kingston might be the perfect wrestler for this pandemic for that reason. For that reason. Yeah. And and that's 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 the emotional bond that everybody's feeling. Mm -hmm. Is Eddie is like, look, man. I was such in a bad way that I. I thought that I couldn't take it no more. I was thinking about offing myself. Mm-hmm. Who's vulnerable like that? Nobody in wrestling is saying that. Nobody nope. in wrestling is saying, man, I just, I couldn't stand the sight of what I saw in the mirror no more. I just felt like, man, I should just end this. But I didn't. I sucked it up. And I went and tried again, and it worked. Yep. All those times where I failed, I finally did it and it worked. That's a message for the world. We we had this conversation about three weeks ago or four weeks ago about uh, uh, suicide and um, people being, you know, frustrated and, 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 and lacking confidence and, right. you know, the, the whole, you know, mental health issues. He's human. Everybody has it. Everybody has anxiety. I tell you, you want anxiety? Be out of work in a pandemic. And you got a baby finna be born in three or four weeks. 
people are going through that. Yep. Oh, man. Got a baby on the way. Mama just died of COVID. They're talking about, hey, man, we, we can't pay you what we've been paying you. We're going to have to indie shows you. In, indie shows aren't putting on shows like they used to. Yeah. The whole business is hurting. Everyone feeling it. The list goes on and on and on. Yep. And then you got somebody that says, you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to get in this ring. And if I have to eat somebody's face off to get over <laughs> and pay the bills and get my baby some milk and some diapers, they ass is kicked. I have to do it. It's not a question of can I do it or uh, am I going to have an opportunity? Shit, I'm going to jump the barricade if I have to. I'm going to hit somebody in the back. I'm going to do something. I need to get some attention on me to be able to go and, and handle my business. Eddie Kingston has humanized himself. He has made everybody in the wrestling world go, man, he's just like me. Yep. He's going through the same shit I'm going through. From Mark Henry to Ryan McKinnell to everybody in between. The everybody universality, between. universal nature of it. Yeah. It's 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 impressive, Mark. It really, really is. Now, Mark. But that's what wrestling has been for over 150 yeah. years. For sure. For sure. Telling telling the real story of the world. We we are we are a fictional world based off the reality of the world. Yeah. It's not the opposite. Well, as the reality of the world is this pandemic, I go back to it as we kind of, you know, worked our way around to this. We never know exactly where we're going to go. We know we're passionate pro wrestling fans. We're going to have fun on a Saturday and talk for pro, pro wrestling for three hours. But uh, as we kind of talk about that, it is kind of clear to me that Eddie Kingston, for that reason, is this perfect talent for this pandemic era. You know, he's a little dark, but it, but there's a drive, right? There's a drive. There's a reality. There's a there's a commonality with Eddie Kingston that you can find yourself in, and any piece of that in him, you can find a piece of yourself in him. It doesn't matter if you're a WWE Hall of Famer or if you're a radio host or if you're driving a truck around, you know, listening a dump truck, listening to today or whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter your salary, your job title. We all are kind of in this together, and Eddie carries that in a in a, in, a, in a weird way as a heel, a tweener. You talked about it yesterday, having that Austin appeal. I agree with you on that, but. Eddie Eddie is a is a is a character unlike a lot of it's folks exactly in professional same, wrestling. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly there is a lot the of similarities same. there. Yeah. When, well, when when Steve Austin Steve Austin was a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, he was good. Right. He passed the Hollywood Blondes. Passed right. His real prime. He had passed all of that stuff. He had been right. around wrestling for you know fifteen twenty years almost. Mm -hmm. The closest thing to Eddie Kingston is probably Steve Austin. Because Steve, he got his neck broke. Yeah. He came back from it. And everybody was like, this dude is double tough. He was on his, he, he still ended up having to leave the business. But during yeah. that time, Vince McMahon being the boss, I'm a rebel against the boss. Every guy, excuse me, every guy in the world has gone to work and felt like the boss, he don't like me, he he, <laughs> he underpays me, I'm not, my value is not good, but 
you know what, man? To hell with him. I'm going to go to work tomorrow with the intent on kicking his ass. And that's what Steve Austin did. Every week he got to come to work and kick the boss's ass. Everybody well, was living vicariously through yeah. him. Yep. Eddie and Kingston, it's e- and it's e- I was just say it's easy to see that with Eddie, yeah. It's easy to see that that's the same with Eddie. Yeah. Eddie is going to work every day in the pandemic fighting to make a dollar to keep from drawing unemployment. He is he's he's fighting his ass off to not have to go sell his house and move in with mama. He's fighting his ass off to have some self-respect and some dignity. There's a lot of people that are not feeling respected. They're not feeling dignity and pride in themselves because they had to humble themselves and sell the car. Let the car, let the lease go back. I can't afford it. I had to, man, I, my, my, you said your wife lost her job, now mm-hmm. no insurance. Yep. It's a lot of people that's going through that every day. Yep. But the difference between everybody else and Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston is on television saying what everybody else is experiencing and feeling. That's the difference. Eddie Kingston is the beacon for all people that are in this pandemic. And we have sit here, we have sit here in 30 minutes and dissected what it is that makes Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston. And that's what it is. It's the fact is that it- he represents the people of the pandemic. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. So many activities. Such a busy Saturday. Don't know if we're going to have enough time to get to it all. Story of our lives here on Busted Open. Hour three kicking off. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry and Mark. It is that time once again. Hour three on a Saturday. You heard it. It is weekly winter time. If you ain't first, you're last. Had a good week. Had a good week, man. I don't know if there was one show that was great. I feel like everything was good. We're going to get to it all right now. And, of course, we're going to hear from the callers as this hour goes on. Nation, we're going to be relying on you. We want to hear from you. Obviously, this is a big night. You heard the excitement from everybody else chiming in. Obviously, the excitement around Mox and and what's going to be going down with Kingston and Hangman Page and Omega and that story, FTR and the Bucks, a really stacked card. So plenty more to get to. But right now, we are going to look at this week specifically, Mark Henry, for weekly winner. I'm going to let you kick it off. What are you feeling? Who's going to be your winner? You know what, man? You, you always got to start at the beginning. So <clears throat> I'm kind of going to give. Um, Raw still has some disjointed things with me. It was Raw was better. 
But my only beef with Raw this week, and, you know, of course, Dave had multiple things, um, was you have a guitar on a pole match uh, with with Jeff Hardy and Elias. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole point of the guitar on the pole match is what? To get the guitar and to hit the guy with it. Why do <laughs> yeah. you need a cover? Why are we doing why, pins why? and cage matches? Why? Like, uh, like there, there's shit that I don't understand every week on WWE TV. That was one of them. And, you know, I, that, was, that was kind of the thing that I had a beef with. Yeah. But I, I thought the overall entertainment of the show uh, was good. Uh, I having the girls go out, uh, the first time, the first segment was not really necessary because, you know, you had Lana come out later on and have a match and get put through the table. Um, when Jacob and Joe, Jacob was like, Hey, she's going to get put through the table. If she, if she don't get put through the table, I'll do 10 pushups. And Joe was like, okay, I'll take that. And she didn't do the push-ups. She was like, yay, you got to do push-ups. And then you hear Jacob run in the room probably about 30 minutes later. No push-ups. No push-ups. They just put it through the table. And I'm sitting there like everybody's in different rooms watching the show. Same show. Yeah. Why we can't watch the show as a family? But that's I don't story. know. Anyway, Maybe you're socially distancing. Uh, my, you know, I guess we're still social distancing in our own house. Well, but, also, uh, they're also, uh, Mark, they're also reaching that age. I mean, Jacob is the size of a house. You know, JoJo's getting older. You know, they're, they're getting into those teens. You know what I mean? They're, they're entering that period of their life. They, they want to, yeah, they, they want to be want a, they, their own space. Yeah. You know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah. What, and, and, you know, the, the, the two on one handicap was good. I, I, I really enjoyed really? watching. Yeah. I liked it. I, I enjoyed watching Miz. And Morrison yeah. and Drew, like they they did some really really impressive stuff. Morrison just ceased to, he never ceases to amaze me. But yeah. when I see some of the stuff that he can do, I go, "Holy cow!" Like this guy right here is something else. What do you think about Tucker losing to Ricochet? But not so much losing to Ricochet, but Tucker uh, coming out with no discernible um, like outfit or, or or trunks, no entrance. He 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 just showed up on TV. I mean, this was Tucker's first debut as a a solo wrestler, right? Um, obviously, Retribution interferes in the match. It got me thinking with the generic sort of unveil. Um, I was a little surprised, but then I started thinking maybe there's a Retribution angle there. Right. Because that would be something that he could. And I hope it's not because I hope retribution goes away as quickly as possible. But since it looks like it's going to be here to stay, uh, could you see that happening? Because I I think there has to be a story. I I don't think you just put a guy like Tucker out there in his first view as a solo wrestler and you do him dirty like that without a purpose. Right. I think it's just. Yeah, it's too obvious. That's the way it felt to me. What do you think? You know, I I felt it. And, and, And looking at it now. Uh, I can see that. I can see that Tuck go and say, you know what, man? Right. They did the same thing to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and tell that story. But you know what, man? I thought that um, uh, Deanna Perazzo on Tuesday yeah. like looks the part, works the part. Uh, she is uh, she's something else. I think that, you know, there's that's one of those on Tuesday nights for those that, you know, are not up on impact. You got to tune in. Impact hey, Mark, getting better. 
Mark, speaking of impact, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, what do you think about Kylie Ray stepping away and and her post on social media? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear you talk about it yesterday. I didn't, I didn't hear you uh, get to make we a, didn't, a comment. We on didn't it. touch on it yeah. because What'd I don't, I don't know enough about what's going on with her. Mm, okay. To make an assessment, sometimes you know, if you feel like stuff ain't right, you got to go. Yep. And I told you when I felt like I was not wrestling at the standard that I was used to seeing myself, I knew I was done. Mm -hmm. I'm not wrestling no more. I don't want nobody to see me like that. Or there's, you know, gripe with the company or that she just has something personal going on in her life. Which, hey, which could be the case, right? I mean, this pandemic, the last eight months, this has been, Leave it's not just us. Alone. It's, it's yeah, it's everybody, man. Yeah, let people deal with themselves the way that yeah. they need to deal. And don't cast no judgment yep. because you might not know. It might be a sensitive issue. You know, I remember about 10 years ago, I'm not going to name the person, but the girl was wrestling and she got pregnant and she was like, I'm not wrestling no more. And I said, yeah, yeah I can understand that. <laughs> and she went away. And of course she never came back and I was disappointed, but to each his own. Right. You never know what, what, you know, is going on with people's lives. We still talked about that with Eddie Kingston, you yeah. know? So, um, nonetheless, I, I was, I was, uh, disappointed at first, but then once I processed it, I was like, man, you know, maybe she got something going on in her life. And, um, you know, it went there, but you know what, man, I, I, I really liked NXT. Um, I didn't think that it was any better uh, than AEW. I think that AEW and NXT were kind of like a draw this week. I mean, yeah, I would agree like, with that. You know, I was entertained by all the stuff. You know, I, I think that uh, <laughs> the the only thing that I, I Cameron Grimes, man, is he's got to do more. He's got to be more like, I mean, He's the small version of, of Otis uh, <laughs> and can work with anybody. I mean, you watch him work with Dajakovic. You watch him work with Keith Lee. You watch him work Great with Ken. Like yeah. he, I mean, he has had some really diverse matches. And um, I liked, uh, <laughs> I started laughing to myself because, um, you know, watching my guy, uh, it, it was always, it, Oh God, um, thick boy. Well, I, I'm Bronson Reed, man. Bronson Reed, watching Bronson Reed like beat Austin Theory, and Austin Theory is like, "Hey, uh, uh that didn't that didn't work." <laughs> and then he get smashed again. <laughs> oh, you're talking from two weeks ago? Yes, that, like, that was so. Ago. Is, yeah, but that was so good. And also on the Bronson Reed tip, follow that. It's anyone listening. Follow that man on social media. His Twitter is outstanding. I'm I'm a big is fan it? of Thick Boy, man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, Bronson Reed is. I always I, him and Cameron Grimes are the two guys that I like seeing the most on NXT. Yeah. That's why I brought him up. I know it was two weeks ago, but I I just <laughs> like I love Bronson Reed, man. I want to hey, see it's all right, him man. more. We got. We got passion here. It's all good. It's, it's all big good. boys, man. I yeah. got to see my big boys. Like, man, come on now. And and then you get around to last night, and there is nothing in wrestling other than Roman Reigns 
that supersedes the match that started um, SmackDown with yeah. Sasha Banks and Bayley. Like, that. that's shit. I mean, I don't even have to talk about nothing else that happened on the show, which I enjoyed the show. I mean, well, okay, I will bring up. I, I, I always like a little pat on the back every now and then. You see Baron Corbin. You know, spike somebody with the world's strongest slam, and I gotta. I mean, you know, yeah, come on. That. But you know, Bailey and Sasha. That was a pay per view match. They they put their bodies in jeopardy. They threw themselves around with reckless abandon, and Roman Reigns once again, with out wrestling, stole the show. From That's a great point. Women. That's a great point. And He's I'm not like, wrestling. He 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 is. I mean, at least three weeks of the five weeks, last five weeks, he hadn't wrestled, no. and still stole it. Still stole the show. And a guy who, a guy Mark, who in so many in the WWE universe despised, right? And oh, just they hated them. Had like go home heat. Oh, they shoving just like, him take, down our throat. Yeah. Yeah, take him off TV, like that sort of heat. And now Go he's everyone's heat. favorite. So great. So great. So, Love I mean, like, I, I guess, you know, with that being said, and we always say it on, on, on this show, if you're not first, <laughs> you're last. And I would have to give my first place to SmackDown again. That's four out of five. La- the four out of the five last weeks, SmackDown is making a trend upward. It's not embarrassing NXT, but in WWE programming, they are like six weeks ahead of Raw. Yeah, and they got to do something different. They got they. <sighs> The same energy that goes into SmackDown needs to go into Raw. If not more, Mark, because they got an extra hour to feed, right? And you can't do. put the fiend there you go. And, you, and you can't put the fiend in Alexa Bliss in every hour. Well, you can. I mean, I'm not going to complain, but you get what I'm saying. Um, clearly the best thing going on Monday Night Raw, but you can only stretch it so far. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. So you give it to SmackDown. I gotta be honest, Mark. When you when you look across the list, I think. I think the next closest to SmackDown would have been NXT for me. I, 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 there was just something about the AEW card and and I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was my expectations. Now Moxley and Kingston, that is as good as you are going to see Uh, free. I, I, that Mark also that promo between Kingston and Moxley, that was completely freestyled, right? That was, that was them. And you can see them reacting and feeding off one another. I'm not, the, I'm not in the know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not an agent. I don't put matches together. I don't, you know, I obviously, I don't have that window into the business, but it, 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 that gave me a feel that that was completely freestyle. They had a couple bullet points that they wanted to hit. Like at some point I'm going to hit yeah. your mom. I'm going to, I'm going to hit your mom and we're going to do this and yada, yada, yada. But that was just two artists kind of feeding off each it other's jazz. energy. It was yes. jazz music, man. Yeah. Like you just yeah. get out there and you feel it and you hear the percussions, ting, ting, mm-hmm. ting, 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 ting. How can I add to this? And then you just the horn comes in, yeah. and then you're like, oh wow, this is this is pretty nice. Let's throw some a little bit of uh, organ music in there. Ooh, that yeah. sounded good. Yeah, let's add some some trumpet in there, and like and and it just kept evolving. That match yeah. 
was jazz and um they have to know each other to do something like that right right which like, speaks volumes yeah to the story yeah which speaks volumes to the story and the history that those two have between them mark so uh, again um AEW, not the best go-home show for me personally. I, I would have wanted a little bit more, especially with some of these stories that we're trying to tell heading, heading into such a big card tonight. But uh, again, the match that we've been talking about for the last three hours, uh, that that was amplified even more with Mox and Kingston from one of the best promos in AEW history, in its short history. But there's no question that was some special stuff from those individuals. But for me, Mark, it, Brian, it wasn't I gotta, enough. I got to copy Dave. You had to keep it in the condom. I had to take from Dave. I think yeah. that they kind of realized that you don't want to give it all away on the go-home show. Right. Like, I get that. They gave you enough. They allowed those guys and girls to go out there, FTR, uh, and watching the, the stuff with Darby Allen. Like, mm -hmm. they, there, was, there was enough to lead you into yeah. this pay-per-view. But the number one thing is the number one thing. Yeah. And that is watching Moxley and um, watching our guy go in and destroy each other yeah. and say, I quit. Eddie Kingston is not going to say I quit. Neither one of them. You guys were talking about that yesterday, and I wanted to jump through my my, my speaker and be like, you all think John Moxley is going to quit? That's what's so exciting about this Moxley's I quit stipulation. Not quit exactly. So it opens up. Here's what we know. We don't know who's going to win, but we know Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Neither one of them are going to quit. So how is that going to wreck? itself in a few hours at full gear starting at five o'clock on pay-per-view fight tv or the br would uh, or can I BR ask you a question can i ask you a question yes what am i gonna say no would, would you be accepting of the towel being thrown in by mom well would I, you be if it's renee if it's the renee towel being thrown in with renee yeah if it's renee absolutely if it's mom, no, I don't, I don't, and I, I don't, I don't expect to see that. I, I, you have to be very careful with it because of Cage and um, Taz, right? That towel being thrown in just from uh, however many couple months ago, I think that's still fresh in people's mind. That was done in a little bit of a sort of an awkward way. So if you're gonna do it, it needs to hit. It needs to hit in a real emotional way, and it needs to be believable and resonate on a higher level, just like this feud has. Right? This feud has been steeped in history. It's been steeped in reality. It's blurred the lines. I called it uh, uh, on Twitter. I said it's AEW's Roman and Jay, and I don't think there's any question. It is that it's not only is it the best story that's happened in the respective company but it's also again steeped in the history uh and their own personal story if you're going to do that bringing in renee that's a no-brainer like that's the next layer the reality bringing blending that 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 real life with the business and adding to this storyline i don't again i don't know her contractual status i don't know if she would even go to aew i have right. no idea what her motivations are or if she even wants to be in pro wrestling i have no idea right. i have no idea but if it does happen that's if, if, if there is going to be a towel thrown in, that's the only way that I can foresee it happening to where I would be okay with it. And I hope it happens on some level. I would love to see Renee involved in this, in this uh, feud, Mark. Do you accept the person not being able to speak them, not being, being beat unconscious, choked unconscious, yep. not being able to respond 
and they call it and say the winner is yada, yada. yeah yeah it's gonna if, if, if it it depends it all depends on how it's executed right um if it's seth rollins and the fiend at hell in the cell hell no absolutely not like that ending pissed me off right just ending a match in a hell in the cell when it, it like what do you the, the, there's no there's no sense in that it doesn't i don't understand the story behind that right but if you if this is a highly violent highly bloody match which i don't think that there's many questions out there to what these two are going to do when they meet in a ring especially after the work they have put in and the sacrifice they've made in terms of their own art and the moments that they've given us throughout these last five weeks i know and similar to hangman page and, and kenny omega a lot of stories been told in the lead up to this match um they are going to want to deliver in a very big way, right? So I, I think it's going to be a one-up fest. I, again, I don't think Moxley or Kingston are going to be uh, throwing in the towel and saying, I, excuse me, I don't think either one are going to be saying, I quit. So something is going to have to uh, happen with that that's going to be outside of the realm of the norm of the stipulation with What's the match. What's acceptable uh, to you? Any one of those. what I'm asking. Any, any one of those. I, I I guess the only thing a, that I quit match. Well, the, the, I guess the only thing I would say, Mark, is the only thing that's not acceptable is one of them saying I quit because I don't believe in either one of these characters. Either one of them would say I quit. So exactly. they're going to have to do, exactly. So they're going to have to do something with it. And Mark, I want you to hold that a little bit because we are about to come back when we come back from break with more of an AEW preview. We're going to dive into full gear and we're going to uh, sort of examine these nuts and bolts a little bit closer. Listen, I think as we finish up weekly winter, you can see where I'm going here mark um i'm also giving my i'm also giving my weekly winner to smackdown when you have the match the pay-per-view quality match as you said between sasha and bailey right um and then you then you 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 kind of bookend it with the work that jay and romo roman roman and uh uh Romo, sorry, as a Cowboys fan, I was going to say, I apologize. But when you look at the work that they did, when just those two, just those two, right, uh, would be enough on on any normal week probably to give them the nod for weekly winner. But then, and this is something I've been waiting to talk about, when you factor in the work that was done between Jay Uso and Kevin Owens in the main event, specifically yeah. from Owens' standpoint, Mark, yeah. that is a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. A There's not. There's well, it was a great match. Uh, especially from this standpoint, we have no backstory. No one gives a shit about Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. They don't have a history, yeah. right? They don't. They, what, 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 what would I care? It started with a very uh, a simple backstage run in between the two. Words were taken in the wrong context, and uh, a feud in the course of a two hour show was built, and then it was hammered home. And we don't have the audio. I wish we did, but I, I'll just say this: go back, and, and for those of you that watch SmackDown, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Kevin Owens cut about a 30 second promo, which ended a little bit with with some venom with a little bit of piss and vinegar with a little bit of anger right it was this beautiful execution of a story being told in a two-hour show that was brought home with just a brief interaction backstage and then a quality promo from one of the best mic men in the business mark owens with that short promo just last night in about 30 seconds i think he reminded again if you didn't know why this man is one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet he can take and it's not it's not it was chicken shit like it was a fine enough uh, segment but again no backstory there was work to be done taking chicken shit and making chicken salad with it I was blown away with the work that Kevin Owens did in a very short amount of time to lead us into that main event with Jay Uso and tie that all together that was that was a damn fine show with all things considered yeah it was I, I man that weekly winner again we mm. both had the same outcome like 
Well, it's getting to the point now where it's not me or you. Is we just know that SmackDown is a better program. Yeah, I mean, listen, I could do the radio thing, right? I could do the well. I mean, I know Mark's going to go with SmackDown because it was clearly the best show. So let me pick something else to be, you know, uh, contradictory to to, and, to, yeah. to argue and to get phone calls, you know, prompted and do the radio thing and work the art, right? But I'm also like. What am I? I can't lie. Don't do that. Like my we, passion, we, we, we have do the that. right to not have to do that. Thank you, Mark. We, we I don't appreciate have to that. do that. Yeah, I'm going to take I, your I word for I it. I don't even believe in that. Like that's um, Dave and I will disagree on stuff very seldomly. We we have kind of the same view on stuff, and and so do you and I. And we could play the role, but sure, I that's going to be that's going to disrespect <laughs> our fan base. Yeah, I can and call we're Mark. Not, Henry. We're not trying to do that. I could call Mark Henry an idiot. I mean, it's not like he's going to be able to Whoa. come to Vegas and Whoa, kick my easy. ass. It's a it's easy. a pandemic. I mean, hey, we could, could we not do the Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? Could I not sit here and be like, you can't touch me, Mark? You're in Austin, Texas. I mean, I could. Uh, anyway, we could Southwest cut promos. Flights are seventy eight dollars. Not like hey, you know how easy how cheap it is to kick somebody's ass right now. It's man, you can get on a plane, round trip ticket, seventy eight bucks. Go tear that, that ass you, up, not, get not, on the plane, that, and go right back. Not that you've thought about this, clearly. I have. There are, <laughs> there are a couple of people on social media that have said stuff that made me go, uh, how can I get to Florida? How can I get to Detroit? Oh, I need to go up there and smack this dude in Minneapolis. Anyway, I digress. That might be the greatest quote of the year on this Saturday show. Mark Henry said, it's never been easier and cheaper to fly across the country and whoop someone's ass. See, see glass half full. This pandemic ain't so bad, right? Everyone can get these hands. Sorry, Braun. Sorry, Braun. Oh, Not to sorry, gimmick Bron. infringement there. Yeah. Yeah. So weekly winner going to SmackDown. I think Mark said it four out of the last five weeks, SmackDown on a roll and a huge credit to the talent on that roster and specifically Roman Reigns, Jey Uso and everybody involved with that feud. And Mark, for those that have been listening, I think we went months without giving SmackDown weekly winner, especially when we started yeah. uh, in October. I think maybe that first show, and then there was the Saudi show where um, they were left on the runway and Cole came in and pinned Daniel Bryan clean. I think that was the week we gave weekly winner, but it hasn't always been this way. For the people that have been listening for the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been, um, yeah. Yeah, it is taking some serious work for SmackDown to get here to, to be reigning over weekly winner, and it is much, much deserved. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Hey, guys, Conan O'Brien here to tell you about some of the stranger things we've been doing recently on my podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Recently, we had an episode where I uh, sat down with some of the writers that I worked with on Conan O'Brien Must Go. That's my uh, travel show on Max. And we talked about everything that goes into those shows uh, and a lot of very insane anecdotes from our travels and adventures. There's another episode you might want to check out where I discuss with my physician, Dr. Arroyo, about my experience on Hot Ones. We talk about my near-death experience, and his uh, complete inability to help me because he may or may not be a real doctor. 
That's just some of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, and if you feel up to it, check it out. So catch up on all things I've been up to on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever you get your podcasts.